Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm really excited today. My name is Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm your host. And today I have with me a beautiful woman who goes by the name of Marnie Richmond. And um, we are going to be talking about what it looks like to create uh, in relationships where you include you and how that actually creates greater for both people. And um, before we jump in, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Marnie. Um, So Marnie is an international speaker writer, empowerment coach, and access consciousness facilitator. She has over 25 years of experience in direct direct door, sorry, and VP level positions across a variety of, of industries from business to relationship to parenting and more Marnie facilitates classes and private sessions using the pragmatic tools of access to empower people to create the life they desire. Welcome Marnie. Thank you, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. I'm super excited to chat about this because it is like the age old question. It's like always, it's either you or them, not both people can get their way, if you will, or, or the other foundation of relationship is it's all about compromise. And I think a lot of us are raised with compromise is the best, um, way to kind of include everybody. But a lot of times compromise means giving up you. So will you tell me a little bit about your backstory on where you started to kind of discover where including you created greater? Yes. And what you just said very well, that we're actually taught that compromise is healthy in relationships. And if you care, you'll sacrifice you, you'll give yourself up. That's how you prove you care. That's how you show you care. And the best relationships are built on all that. But when you look at it and you look at the relationships that function with sacrifice and compromise, there's resentment and there's fight and it's, it's kind of the whole foundation of it is somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. And if I care, then I'll give up me. I'll lose so you can win. And it's just all a bunch of crap. Where I started looking at that, honestly, I'm 50 years old and it was not that many years ago. I will say I did relationships. I did parenting a lot of years, all from the space of I didn't even matter. It was I was so aware of what everybody else required and I had decided it was my job just to make sure everybody was happy, healthy, whatever that took. And then I started to notice some of the resentment and started to go, wait a minute, like, is this really true? This win lose thing? What if it wasn't? What if, what if there was a reality in relationships where everybody could get what they desire, where everyone created greater rather than one wins, one loses. And as I started to explore that and ask some questions about that, I really discovered that if I don't start with me and actually ask myself what I desire as my life, what I desire in relationship, then I was going to continue the pattern. So including me was crucial if I wanted something different. I love that you included like even parenting with this, because I, I know a lot of people will see a podcast episode about including you in relationships and we'll go yeah. right to like the romantic ones. And, um, I know that like, as a mother, I was so taught to be selfless. Right. And, um, that, that as soon as those babies popped out, well, 
or mine were removed by surgical um, wand, not popping, but nonetheless, <laughs> when the baby, when the baby, they're here. <laughs> when the babies came to be, um, uh, that like that, that was the day that I gave up me. That was what was going to make me a good mom, you know? And I, I remember, um, even raising my kids at one point, we were really, really low on money. And I have this story that I tell that I was like chopping strawberries, Marnie, and, um, they're my favorite fruit. And I love strawberries so much. And I picked a, a piece of a strawberry up, put it in my mouth and realized, oh my God, no, these are for the children and pulled it out of my mouth and put it back on the plate because I no longer deserve to be included even wow. with food. Right. Yeah. And, um, so these tools with access start to, um, show us how, when you include you, you actually, that's when you have the freedom to include others because you are also part of the whole, right. Yes. So it, can you, can you share with our listeners, like some of the, cause you said you started asking questions. So what questions did you start asking to start giving you more awareness about what this looks like? Well, one of them was, what do I desire to create as my life? And that sounds so very simple, but I, I remember I went to a, um, uh, what do you call that timeshare presentation where they give you the resort for a couple of nights, then you have to go listen to the timeshare presentation. And they took us out on this tour and we came to this sidewalk and there was this, they called it the pathway of life. And it looked like this hopscotch little squares. And it was, you know, you're born, you go to school, you graduate high school, you go to college, you graduate college, you get married. And then, and I, I stood there wanting to run screaming from the tour going, no, my God, but I had lived that I was so on autopilot of the pathway of life. I didn't know that I didn't have to do what somebody else said I had to do as my life. So the very simple question of what do I desire as my life? And giving myself permission to tell the truth about it, even if it didn't look like anybody else. And then to say, okay, can I now have the courage to choose in that direction, even if I don't see anybody around me choosing anything like this, was a key to freedom. And it's been an ongoing, a question I never stop asking. I... I love that. And you just gave me cringe points on all on the hopscotch of life. Like whatever that was. Like, oh my God. But it's also where we stop asking questions, right? So like you grow when you're little, they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then when you're starting to be the thing that you want to be, it's like, where do you want to go to school to be that thing? And then who do you want to marry? And then where do you want to live? And how many kids do you want? And then it's like, okay, here's your life. Go live it. And that's, you know, we're done asking questions of what we'd like to create. So I love the invitation of just looking at what what you like your, your, what you, what was your question? Desire your life to look like. Yeah. Um, and so for our listeners out there that are like, but Marnie, hold on, Marnie. Yes. I'm already married. I already yes. own a home. I'm obligated to my job. I'm, you know, I've kind of already sealed the deal on this thing. Like how the heck can I start choosing in a different direction? Like, what does it look like to unravel what you've already created with so many, you know, twists and turns of the thread of, of the creation of your life. Like, how do you do that? How do you pull the string? It's a great question. And what I would say not to do is it doesn't mean you have this epiphany of, oh my goodness, however old I am, I really haven't included me at all. I have to destroy everything I've created, just throw it all away and start over. That's not what this is about. And I would say, if this is new, I would start with something small, even if it's, you know what? 20 minutes a day, I'm going to give to myself 20 minutes. And I'm going to say, 
what would I like to do on these 20 minutes? Do I want to go for a walk? Do I want to ride a bike? Do I want to swim? Do I want to take a 20 minute power nap? Do I want to sit and eat chocolate in the sun? I mean, whatever. But if you just went, I'm going to make a practice of 20 minutes a day for me and start with that and choose in that direction. Because the more you do that, the more you start to go, wow, I really kind of like that. I wonder where else I could do some more of that or where I could have some more of that. So don't throw away everything you've created and built your life on small steps to start strengthening the muscle and going in that direction. Now those, thank you for that. Cause I, I love the, the easy tips, right. Is like yeah. 20 minutes. So everybody write that down right now. Um, and those that listen to this podcast know that it is not scripted. I do not have questions here. I just follow the energy with my guests and I pull questions out of the future listeners heads. So here's one of those. So Marnie, um, I have chosen not to be in a relationship, not to have any kids so that I can have me and do whatever I want, whenever I want. And you're trying to tell me, my friend, that I can have a relationship and maybe even have kids and still have choice. That is wild because I've been avoiding all of that. Um, the moment I saw that I would have to give myself up in order to have it. So what does that look like to actually maybe even start asking questions around all of the things that we're avoiding because we think we have to avoid them in order to have us. So I would explore more of the question, what do I desire as my life, but not trying to script or conclude whether it requires or includes a relationship for kids, not from that space, more of what's the energy I desire in my life? What's, is it adventure? Is it fun? Is it play? Do I want to travel? Do I want to stay home? kind of getting more the sense of you. And then what if rather than ever coming to a conclusion of, yes, I want a relationship or no, I don't, you were willing to continuously ask, do I desire one now? Would it be fun? Would it be, would it add to my life if there was someone who was going in the same direction and we contributed to each other's lives? So, and I think it's really, really tricky, especially in relationship, because this reality bipolar that it is, you either are going down the path of must have relationship or you're going down the path of will be single forever. And there really is no choice in that because it's this or that. What if there were a multitude of possibilities that maybe you've never, ever considered where you could find something of that that works for you? And again, with the willingness to not have it look like anybody else. Say you you're, um, want you want a kid, but you don't want to have a partner. So could there be a way that you acquire a child? I mean, there are ways you can acquire a child. Do you wish to have multiple lovers and never commit to any? What if that was a possibility? So if we get out of the either or, and I have two choices in life and went, what if the universe is actually a smorgasbord of any and everything? And the more I ask and clarify what I desire, I can go in that direction. And it never, ever, ever, ever has to be final. I know where I screwed myself over. It's that you made your bed now sleep sleep. You've made your bed now sleep in it, right? That same. Once you've said you sound like my father. <laughs> right? So but if you have that point of view, then boy, you better get your choice right number 1. Mm. And then number 2, it better work for you for the rest of your life. When does that occur? <laughs> Yeah. So, so the willingness to choose it while it works and then choose something else when it doesn't. Awesome. And I know that you, because we're friends, um, I know you've embarked on creating a totally different reality with a relationship. Um, 
and not to do comparison. Cause that's not because we grow, we get more information, we choose different, but what are you, what can you share about like that relationship developing from a different place to include you, um, for those out there that are like, yeah, I tried that. I tried that thing. I'm pushing that out. And, but what did, what choices did you make? Um, and even if you can give us some pragmatic things, like what happens when you and your husband want something different for dinner or, you know, when somebody wants to go here and the other one wants to go there, like, what does that actually look like to include both people, um, and not give you up? There's a multitude of questions in there. So start with whatever you would like. (laughs) And so, so much I could say about that. I mean, I've been divorced twice and, uh, After my second divorce, I was so happy to be by myself. I was so happy to be by myself. It was the first time where I was starting to get this, the knowing that I didn't actually require someone in my life. And I didn't know that for a long time. It was that whole thing of the relationship completes you or just all of those kinds of things that we can buy into. And I had, and so after my second divorce, I was having such fun discovering me without requiring someone. And I really, I wouldn't say I concluded that there would never be someone else, but I was so not looking. There was not, there was nowhere that was a, a pursuit, I would say. And what I discovered during that time was I finally knew I had my own back. I finally knew that I would never, ever give myself up for anyone ever again, no matter what. That I would be, if I ever went in direction of relationship, it would really be important to me to keep that space of always willing to lose anyone or anything so that I can have me. And I I really spent time being there. And then I was driving my car one day and it really seems like out of the blue. I hadn't been pondering relationship. Two of the kids were asleep in the car and I was like, huh, you know, if somebody were to come along that would make my life greater and I would make their life greater. I would be willing to receive that. And that was very, very different from the extreme of must have to don't ever want to have to, yeah, I'm really content with me. I like me. I like choosing for me. I like being with me and I'd be willing to receive. So that was, that was kind of the spark of where Bill showed up. And he actually sat down next to me four hours later at a bar. And I mean, we didn't go on a, on a date for months after that, but that's, that's, Four hours. I'm not kidding. I was like, "Wow, universe!" And that was a whole other story because I got the, I got the ping. I was over here talking, and I get a ping, and it was like, "Whoa!" Everything you said in the car about what you would desire match the energy. And then again, it was like, "Okay," but that wasn't a conclusion of now. I must make this happen. Now we must go out. Now this is it. This is it. This is matching everything I've asked for. It was like, "Oh, that matches. Cool." And then that was it couple of texts over the next four or five months. And you know, just that anyway. So all of the things, the be for yourself, what you look for in another and really like you and be willing to receive. And as, and I would say it really does start your question about what's for dinner or if we want different things for dinner or whatever. When you are committed to you first and foremost, and you include the other person and you're aware of them, you're aware of what your choice is going to create for them, and you're willing to keep asking questions. There's always, always a way for something to be a win-win where people get what works for both of them. If you don't ever, ever, ever give up you. And when I say that, a lot of people think that they have to be defensive or fight against 
someone in order to have them in relationship. It's not me against you or me rather than you. It's me. I, I commit to me before you, which includes you. And then we can have something greater. Oh, this is so refreshing. Thank you so much. Um, so I kind of want to turn the conversation a little bit to like parenting. I know, you know, that you're a parenting facilitator. I love talking, having conversations about parenting. And, um, uh, I know that like we already said previously in this conversation where like, especially moms were like taught, we have to give ourselves up to be a good mom. And what I, what I've discovered is as I include me more, I have to be willing to disappoint, like from other people's points of view, like whether it's not even my kids, sometimes it's like my mom, who's like, why aren't you there for your kids? And you know, her disappointment and me not being more like the selfless mom that she was, or maybe it's a mother-in-law who thinks I should be doing this thing for my husband, even if he doesn't require it, you know, all the projections out there. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, you know, um, you know, I've missed birthdays and when I travel and do classes, I've, I've missed certain things that, you know, a good mom by this stand, this reality standard, um, wouldn't ever dare miss, you know, and I've had to walk through the fires of that. It's like, it's a dirty word in my house, disappointment, and we don't use it. I don't like it, but that's really what the energy is. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about like being with that and, and give our listeners some, um, awareness that, that it might not all be, you know, roses and fairy tales and such to have you and how you've, how you've, um, um, continued to choose you even in those moments. Well, your question is going to make me cry. Actually, you said it very, very beautifully. Cause it is exactly everything you just said. It is that when you are choosing for you, it doesn't match the status quo. It doesn't match what we're told, how it's supposed to be. And the willingness to disappoint another and not give you up is an uncomfortable, it's an uncomfortable thing to do. And I, I don't, for me, there's not been a poof, magic wand. It's fine. There are times, days where that is right in my face. Boy, they really wish I would this. That's actually not going to work for me. And to be with it, as you said, willing to disappoint again without fighting against being aware and including your awareness of what it is for them, not shutting it out, not separating from it because it's uncomfortable, willing to be with their disappointment, willing to be with it and include it and not have to fix it or change it. And that takes courage and choice and kind of just keeping at it. And one thing I would say has been my lifeline though, is one of the 10 commandments of access. Are you an infinite being? Are you finite being? And that doesn't go just for me. That goes for my mother-in-law who's upset or my child who's upset. Are they finite, small, unable to create something for their lives, you know, victims, pathetic, or are they actually infinite with the same access to the resources of the universe that I have. And when I get, they actually are infinite too. That contributes a lot to me being able to be with whatever is. And, and one thing that, um, I love looking at that infinite and finite thing is like, when we choose for us, how much that empowers others to choose for them. And yeah you know, a a kid who's missing their mom on a certain day of the week or some occasion, you know, 
to me has the awareness that like <laughs> they didn't die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. like as, as emotional as it is, like there's been times when I felt so bad about missing something and then come to find out and talk to my kids after they they're like, wow, I had a totally different experience because I got to create this on my own and not for what you would have been there requiring or uh, what I would have wanted to be because you were there, you know? Yeah. Um, and it all ripples out and, and, and they get more of them while I'm choosing more of me. And it's, it's so cool. Um, so with regards to that, this is the, the being you podcast and, um, it's called the power of being you, as you know, and I ask every guest on, uh, if they were to write the show's description, the power of being you, what would they put in the description? So I'd love to hear, um, what the power of being you is to Marnie Richmond. It's an awesome question. And it's, that question opens up a space that's so far beyond words. So I'm like, what words can I pull in? Cause it's that space for me, it's the space of your favorite place in nature, whether it's by the ocean, your favorite places by the ocean or by the mountains or in the forest and the, you know, the trees and the birds are singing, but that spaciousness of ease and relaxation and where your head is actually empty. There's no figuring out or thoughts or that space that I find in, in the universe, in the earth with nature. The, the stillness and the potency and the joy and the relaxation of all of that to me, that's, that's what the power of being you is. So good. Thank you, my friend. Um, if our listeners would like to get in touch with you or find out more about you or what you're creating, um, where can they find you? MarnieRichmond.com is my website. So you can find me there or you can email me at MarnieRichmond at accessconsciousness.com, MarnieRichmond at gmail.com. I will answer any of them. I'm on Skype. I'm everywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> Awesome. There'll be links in the show notes too. So thank you so much, my friend, for joining me for this powerful conversation. I am so grateful and we will see you next time, everybody on another episode of the power of being you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?